Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of The Golink Show. My name is Ben Harris. I am the founder of Golink. Golink is a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, which I hope is all of you across the world listening with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. So if you're looking to grow and develop on a consistent basis, then you're in the right place. If you love to learn and grow and push yourself, then welcome. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new to bring you new ways to improve yourself on a weekly basis. So you can kick back and just enjoy watching me take on all these challenges, or you can join me, which I hope everyone does. So catch the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to make sure you never miss a challenge. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world. So I sit down with people that I have had meaningful conversations with that I think everyone can get value from, and we just let the conversation flow and we see where it goes. So we delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. And I just don't like to talk about the pro or the you know success and the results. We really dig into the process, the peaks and the valleys. Um, how do we find the discipline and fail or the motivation to push through failure? Uh, we discuss this and much more in the show. So thank you for tuning in. This week I have my friend Chelsea. She is a photographer by trade. She helps um, brand or you know develop content for brands, um, get their marketing in place, and. She shoots weddings. She's an awesome photographer. So she does that for a job. She's self-employed. So she's a hustler. Um, but we go into a much deeper co uh, content here. We don't really talk about business in this. It's really the theme of this is all about love. And not just romantic love, but love at the deepest root. So love for ourselves, for all people, for all things. What we have learned and what we are learning about love like when we're tempted to be hateful or reject someone to choose love and compassion instead. And I went over to her house to help her with her podcast because she started one and then she stopped and she wants to get back going again. So we were talking and getting her set up like technologically with, uh, with the podcast and then we started chatting and we were just like, why not record this? You know, and we didn't know if we would release it, but here it is because it's dope. And besides the theme of love, we talk about how I've been motivated by death what's tested her ego lately it's quite intense so if you're not in the mood to talk about love for your fellow man and woman uh the universe the ego death spirituality and some other crazy cool ideas then come back to it um, when you're in the mood for that because this is quite the meaningful convo without any further ado let's go enjoy all right you ready to rock and roll yeah okay chelsea welcome to the Golink show we we were just talking for a couple hours and because I came over to your home to show you like some podcast stuff because you want to you've started a podcast, which we'll get into stopped and you want to get back into it. Yes. And we were just just having conversations, mm -hmm. whether it's recorded or not. I love to have meaningful conversations tis and then it is life. And then you said, why not? Let's let's just try and record it. And so we'll see if we put this out or not. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but like, it's just a cool conversation yeah. and now mics are in a face and it's being recorded, but if it goes out into the universe, either way, it can be for us yeah. and that's what matters, exactly. right? Is exactly. it's beneficial to us too. I mean, we were having such a deep conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, why wouldn't it be shared? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, we were talking about energy and we were talking yeah. about energy shared between other people. Will you put the mic closer to your face? Energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about Boom. energy shared between other people 
I feel like I'm the president of the United States. <laughs> With like the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike America great again. <laughs> um so before we hop into that, okay. Tell people a little bit about yourself. Like I'll um, give you like in the intro, I'll tell more about you. Yeah. But just yourself, your yeah. soul, not just like what you do, but who you are and right. your being. Oh gosh. Okay, so I think, like, with all of that being said, it's kind of an interesting, it's, that's weird, because right mm. now I find it hard to kind of introduce myself without sounding egotistical, because I, I am very, very hyper aware of self, and I've been really diving more into that, and so. That's perfect for our, what we're going to jump into. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I guess so, but, like. So I, I've always felt kind of weird telling people like what I do because I feel like that doesn't really represent exactly who I am or like to my soul. Right. And so, yep. um, who am I? I am an agent of love. Mm. Um, and I think that we all are. So I don't know that I'm much different from you. Um, I just think that I am learning at a different rate what that means. Mm -hmm. And, um, some of us learn quicker, some of us learn slower and some of us never learn, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, I think we all learn in some capacity of what love is, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I am a person of love learning about love and that is who I am. Boom. I love that. That's cool. And <laughs> let me give you props for, I'm not sure if I said like what you do, but I kind of said after like who you are and like your being, not just like what you do. But I think that's such an, an important thing and we'll need to get back because we've had a discussion before about living in the gray, but I think it's such a difficult thing. Like it's the easy thing to say, Hey, what do you do? Yeah. You know, instead of like, I would love, I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, next time I introduce someone, I'm say, Hey, what do I say? Like, who are you? <laughs> but does that sound like conceited or do, no, it's just, how could we phrase that? Like meeting someone new, like, Hey, tell me about who you are and what you love. Maybe. Well, I think that it's such a, I mean, it's such a phil philosophical question mm -hmm. to dive right into something so deep. And so I actually had, this has like really been a huge season of my life where mm -hmm. the last person that I was with, I felt like, um, not to Dating categorize. Speaking. Yeah. Not yeah. to categorize, but just as an example, like I think that some people are really good at having like really, really, really deep conversations all the time to where they can't have surface conversations. And so possibly me. <laughs> no, for real. No, no, no. But I think, I'm not perfect, but like, I think that you and I can have medium conversations. So like, <laughs> I like it medium. where, where you can come up to someone and it's genuine. Like you, like you see them, even if you don't even have like a full on conversation, it's in your body language. It's in the way that you look into someone's eyes. It's mm. just like, you understand, you kind of understand where you're at and if their energy isn't good, you kind of get it. And so you almost know not to have that like medium conversation. You just know to have mm. the surface conversation. And so it's like, hi, bye, see you later, cool. Or you almost know from the energy, like, yeah, I can ask like, how are you? And actually hear how they're doing. 
but you don't have to get into how's your mother and your grandma and nims. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can mm-hmm. like leave it at that. But then there's certain people who can't even go there. They can't even have the conversation of That's a good point. How are you? Because they are either one, they're too afraid to get into a deeper conversation because they don't want to connect. Yeah. And they don't care to connect. Or and or they don't care to connect. Or they just don't know how to. And I don't think that that's wrong. I think it's personal preference, right? But I think that I just kind of going back to what we were saying um, and asking someone something, I think it's when you have a conversation and you're asking someone a question, I guess the biggest thing to be aware of is like, do you want to hear the answer? And it's like the question that you're asking, you got to be prepared for what they're actually going to say. And so if you're going to, if the first question that you're going to pop down and ask them, is like, so what is your soul saying today? <laughs> like you got to be prepared. Some people are going to be like, what the heck are you talking about, man? Yeah. Like my soul is good. Like don't mm-hmm. get up in my soul business, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, but some people uh-huh. are going to be like, oh man, like today I woke up and I was like grateful. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to tell you why, like the peach that they ate this morning was like the bomb.com. You sound, yeah, you're describing potentially me. <laughs> if someone asked me, like, for real, I'm going to, if people ask me, man, like, just because, like, that mindset to me, like, today, I love this phrase of life should be lived to the point of tears. Mm-hmm. And today, I was actually thinking about. Or chill bumps. Yeah, or chill bumps, right? Sometimes, sometimes my tear ducts don't work. Yeah, but like almost like not necessarily tears, but like that feeling of just like lump in the throat. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And like I had that feeling today and like I've been having it more often lately. Like I just feel more and more connected present and present. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been motivated by thinking of death. Yeah, Um, because I don't like I've seen like a family member you know, like has cancer, like he's fine, he's healing. And like a friend was in a car accident and mm-hmm. it wasn't his fault. He actually, mm-hmm. like someone ran a stop sign. He hit a person, but she died, mm. the person in the car. And that's just a hard experience to shake. Like Right, totally. And like, it's hard to say like, live every day like you're dying, but like, why not? Like, at least your intention can be there. Yeah. You know, and like, um, really focus on that moment and being intentional like of like in that moment and in that hour and that's what I'm learning more about like I've been motivated by death like life is so short like we can't do so we can't do everything but we can do anything right meaning that there's so many things we can't do all the things but what do I want to do yeah like I believe that this is an experience which we're going to get into of like our soul versus our body mm-hmm. and who knows how many times I'll get this experience. Like this is the only one I'm currently aware of. Yeah. So I want to freaking embrace it. Yeah. And so death is, it sounds scary because I think people think it takes, right. But it I just, takes from you. It but takes. If you know that you're not being taken from that, this is just like, the next step, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit different. Uh, so I think we talked about this before. I just finished when we first started talking, we we're talking about like books and podcasts and I finished a book called the untethered soul. Mm-hmm. And I love one of the phrases that says 
death is actually giving you something. Yeah. It's giving you a deadline, motivation. Yeah. And it's a reminder. Yeah. That this like is like this moment is like it's um like it's rare. Like the scarcity like makes you aware of how important each moment can be. Well, yeah. And I think it's just the fear of the unknown and that's what drives yeah. people to be scared. Yeah. I think being taken from is also like an ego thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like we don't want to die because we're not sure of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that all draws back to fear and it all draws back to fear of not being what we think we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But if you know that your soul is going to live on, you're just not sure what that looks like. I don't think that it's a scary thing anymore because you know that the next step is going to be just as beautiful as this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, that's where I feel like like faith and like trust comes in. Yeah. And faith in, it could be in the religious sense or it doesn't even have no, to no, be no. in a religious. I don't think it has to be religious. It doesn't, but yeah, just faith in faith like, in the, out. in the term of faith, like just being yeah. faithful to like what the next step might be. Um, but also what you're saying, like, I think a lot of us are really fearful of like the peaks or the valleys, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have all of these peaks or just like very moderate, you know, lifestyles. Yep. And so whenever something comes down, like, like someone who passes away mm-hmm. or any other kind of, um, valley, like we get shooken up and it, and it really freaks us out when in reality, like I mean, I feel like everyone's heard this before, so it's not freaking new news. But, like, you have to know the contrast in order to live a full life. Like, you have to know what the valley looks like or feels like in order to feel the peaks. Well, like, what would it be like if everyone lived forever? Like, everyone you loved loved, lived forever. There was no pain. There would be no love. I it think, would be chaos. Right. No, for, like, yeah, like, think about it. Like, there would be no love. It would be chaos. Everyone would be, well, at least here on Earth right now, like, from what we know and how how we know life now, mm-hmm. okay? Like, whether you want to call it sin or evil or whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. just people who don't understand or who are unawakened or people who are egotistical, narcissistic, like whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. it would be freaking chaos because we don't Mm -hmm. live in freaking la la land. Like if people, if no one ever died and everyone was always living, people would always be trying to tear each other down. Whatever that statement is like people would always be trying to tear each other down. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like death and all of the, the valleys it's a way of softening our hearts it's a way of softening our souls and it's a way for us to kind of like awaken you know the hardness in us and kind of like yeah just wake up (laughs) you gotta Mm -hmm. wake up to the things that are like we take for granted we would take it for granted i mean we take a lot of things for granted yeah but it would be on a whole different level and that's yeah like for real. And that's why it's weird. Like I think about how I live my life. Like gratitude is, I guess the medicine and a reminder for that. 
of like how precious life is, right? Like the reminder and the pain. Yeah, that's just really blowing my mind right now about like there really wouldn't be love. Like we wouldn't know what that meant, Mm-mm. you know? No, we would be so mundane. I mean, I think about now and in most, in not most, in a lot of the fortunate parts of the world, it's very mundane. And I don't mean that in a way of like making anyone feel bad. Mm -hmm. I just mean in a way of like, we're so accustomed to living a certain lifestyle Mm -hmm. and we just kind of like, drift by and we're almost numb to it until mm-hmm. something like a like a valley yeah. whatever that means like it could be a flat tire mm-hmm. for someone and not being able to afford to fix it yeah and that really wakes somebody up and they're like whoa like it, it could just be the simplest thing um someone who I mean, this isn't even like a big deal, I guess, but like going through, this happened to me the other day. First of all, problem, have to say it out loud, Mm. but like I went through, ordered a coffee, forgot my Mm. debit card and someone came through and they were like, Hey, I got you. Oh, that's dope. But like it almost, it brought me down to like being grateful Mm -hmm. because I wasn't able to provide for myself at that moment. Mm. And it was, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's like the little peaks, the big peaks. Yeah. All the peaks. Yeah. You have, or yeah. not the peaks, but the valleys. All of them. That make you understand where you are and like how thankful and grateful you really are. That's cool. So you mentioned how you introduced yourself. What'd you say? Like a what of love? A An learner, agent. Agent. I'm just, yeah. So I'm what just, does that mean? You said something about lessons recently. So what are some experiences you've had recently about? being an agent of love? I have finally accepted <laughs> that I think differently. And maybe I don't think that differently, mm-hmm. but I'm in my own head sometimes. And I've finally accepted that I'm very open-minded mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I've been learning love how the universe has chosen to show me. And as a little kid, I've learned this, you know, like, but I didn't understand why or how, or like, I'm not special. I just think that like, I've been open to it. And like, since I was little, even though I heard like, Hey, you should believe this, or you should know this, Mm -hmm. or you should talk like this. Mm -hmm. Um, you should respond like this. I always felt like, but why? Like, why can't I just respond like, hey, no, I want to I wanna respond like with, with the intention of knowing how the other person feels without just responding out of pure reaction. So what, can you give like a quick real world example? What does that mean? Is that like a religious thing or where does... It's full circle. It's everything. Uh Um, so I'm just learning love in a way of like, it could be a family member. It could be a relationship, friendship, Mm -hmm. lover, whatever it is, work relationship. And no matter how they respond, it's learning to know. And this is, 
This is so mm. deep though. Like I feel like we need to like have like 40 <laughs> sessions yeah. to like kind of uncover the different layers of like what this actually means. But it comes down to knowing that like we all react out of our own pain and we all, we all act out of our own pain. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to a podcast, I'm pretty sure it was Oprah, but don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I am quoted on here, but, um, you know, someone on, on the podcast said people act or people look how they feel inside or people respond how they feel inside. That was it. Mm-hmm. People act how they feel inside. And so I guess when I look at myself and I'm not looking at other people. I'm just looking at myself. And I know the truth. I feel like I know, like, I feel a peace within myself. I know that when other people respond to me, even if I know that they're wrong, there's not really a way that I can sit there and try to change their mind. People come to change when they hit a valley. This mm. brings it back to that, you know? And... And then they can actually give love. And so I feel like I'm learning love in that way. So I'm not, re- I'm not reacting to certain obstacles that are put in front of me because people are hurting. Mm-hmm. I try now to respond in love rather than in pain. Does that I like make that. Sense? So how personal can you get with this? So like to put it in context. <laughs> I have many examples. Yeah, just throw an example out there. Like, like what's so I can put it in context. Like, I get what you mean. Yeah. So I have a few close people to me that have been. I've been there. So let me mm-hmm. go ahead and call myself out. Boom. Okay. Ownership. There we no, go. No, really though. Like I've been self-destructive. A hundred and ten percent. Um, there was a point in my life where I was in a relationship and very recent, like this was a year ago Mm -hmm. and I, I knew the truth, but instead I chose to be consumed and react to something that I knew wasn't going to happen. And I was upset about it. So, so instead of accepting the truth, I decided to self destruct. Okay, so let me tie it all around. Okay. So <clears throat> I say all of that to say people who self-destruct, and this has been my lesson. Like, I feel like the universe, God, the divine, good source power, like whatever you want to call <coughs> um, the, the, the universe. I feel like I've been given a dose of what I've had to overcome mm-hmm. and what I'm still overcoming, mm-hmm. right? And so the people that I feel like I've been interacting with, I'm not even going to say helping. We all need help. Yes. (laughs) So the people that I've been interacting with and somewhat loving on um, and trying to understand, they have all been very self-destructive. And sometimes it's Hmm. (sighs) misery loves misery. And Mm -hmm. so like, and we were talking about this earlier, like you, mm-hmm. you feel an energy and sometimes it can be projected on you mm-hmm. and then therefore you carry the energy and therefore you put it, you put the negative energy out. And so by 
these relationships that I was trying really hard and I'm not saying you shouldn't try. I just think mm -hmm. that like having a very respectful boundary between like who you help and how often you help them mm -hmm. um, is very, very important. It's very healthy to have that boundary. And so these people who in my life personally who have needed a confidant or someone to confide in or someone to manipulate I was very, very, very high on the list. Mm -hmm. And um, it took years of me helping and trying. And then I finally understood that all they needed was someone to listen to and someone to love them mm -hmm. and someone to hold their hand, not someone to tell them what to do. So were you trying to tell them what to do? In the Like at the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I was trying to give them what they asked for. But I realized that they weren't actually asking for help. They were asking for someone to hear what they were going through. I think that's a lot of people. I don't, maybe most, right? That they just want to be heard. Totally. I'm, I'm like, for real though, like that's one of the key things of being a human is being heard and understood. Yeah, I like, agree. Just to feel that like someone understands me, someone hears me, someone loves me. Like that's like at the core of it, I think. Totally. Um, you mentioned something about, man. Energy. Yeah, the energy. It kind of brings us back to like what we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. where when we watch a show, like mm -hmm. the energy that you feel from that show, like you can, you pass it on or you like yep. carry it throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I w we were talking about earlier um, about, I mentioned how I remember watching like Gossip Girl with with my sister so liz if you're listening thanks <laughs> but uh we've all been there we've all been there and i remember afterwards feeling just more judgmental and like pessimistic after and then when i stopped watching it like i started i noticed just a more positive light around me and even kind of like nature versus nurture though if you really kind of think about with that. the nurture part of it yeah it's like, like what you put around you yeah totally becomes you you ingest it you do huh. through your eyeballs and your ears <laughs> that is true though yeah like yeah i wrote down some notes but like what you what you input becomes your output mm -hmm. that's definitely going to be a quote that i post on instagram so yes. get ready <laughs> <laughs> and all that fun stuff um and then let's talk about, you said earlier you're, you're learning, I'm not sure if it's, it could be a spiritual journey, but something about, we were just talking, how we, was it like we're not like humans, like we're just, the body oh, is agents. the agent. Yeah, the body is yeah. the agent or the vessel. So what have you been learning about that? Okay, so this might sound what Oprah says woo-woo. Uh -huh. But I'm just going to go there. Go for it. Let's yeah. go. I mean, I believe that, I believe right this second, and this is mm -hmm. all we know, right? Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I could have told you something totally different that I believed, but this is my own personal journey. Mm -hmm. And so what I currently feel and what I currently know and what I've been learning is that we, as a whole we're all connected and 
what we find ourselves in, which is just this little cocoon, it's our own little walking, talking human robot. Mm-hmm. Isn't a- it crazy how much we're just self-consumed? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the purpose. Like, we're living in our bodies. Of course, we're going to be that way. It's not a bad thing. No. But just, like, breaking it down of how many thoughts we think, and we truly will never know how, like, it is to be someone else. That's just it, kind of crazy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But anyway, it is crazy. That yeah. is crazy, though. Yeah. That, that is that is mind-boggling. Like, no matter really how much I it. talk to you or how much time I spend with you, I will never fully understand you. Yeah. I can try and I can give my best effort and we can make progress. But truly, like, I'll never know, like, what you truly feel or think. That's just kind of crazy. That is crazy. I mean, <laughs> but, I, but I do think that mm-hmm. this is where I believe where we can break down some of those walls. Mm-hmm. When we stop thinking of ourselves as different and mm-hmm. we start thinking of ourselves as the same. And Ooh, let's talk s- about this. Yeah. So like we're walking and we're talking and we all look a little different. We all smell a little different. (laughs) You know, we all talk a little different and we've all been raised differently. We've all been Mm -hmm. fed differently um, spiritually and also figuratively Mm -hmm. or not figuratively, but literally. Mm -hmm. And so we all come from these different cultures and these different backgrounds, but like at our true essence, at our true being, we all want the same thing and that's love. Mm -hmm. And so if we're all wanting the same exact thing, then we all can speak the exact same language when it comes down to it. So what I believe is that if you imagine a straight line, Uh we're all connected on that line, okay? So in your head, if you close close your eyes, then we have this straight line and on every single or every single part of the line, each of us exists on it. What separates us from this line is all of our origins, all of our backgrounds, all of our cultures, all of our skin tones, whatever it is. But we're all connected and mm-hmm. we're all connected by the soul. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like when I talk to you, mm-hmm. I think that the way that I can really, really strip a conversation down is when I can look into your eyes and I can actually mm-hmm. know that you and I are talking the same language of love. Yeah. And when I know that I can talk to someone and they look at me and they don't have judgment and they can mm-hmm. see that I don't have judgment and that I'm looking mm-hmm. at them for who they are and who who they're becoming and who mm. and who they're like learning to be. That's cool. I think that that's a huge thing. But it it strips away all of this other stuff it, we should strip we we should try to strip away all this other stuff that we've been taught you know it's mm-hmm. like I, I think history is important but I think that we should start looking more about the present and we should really try to look at people as an agent rather than a history and hmm. it imagine if we all looked at each other <laughs> that's a dishwasher <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if you can hear it but i just oh. turned off the dishwasher real life versus <laughs> instagram yeah. this is not a highlight reel <laughs> this is what i talk about all the time the process 
<laughs> anyway, I just, I feel like if everyone could come to a table together and we looked at each other's eyes for like a minute and we didn't say anything, Ooh. we would all see each other and not what we know about the person. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we come to a table with preconceptions of oh, who that sure. person is. Yeah. But let's or who we're trying to be. Right. Yeah. But let's pretend like I've not ever heard this. I'm just like throwing this craziness into the universe. Uh-huh. But like let's pretend 20 of us from crazy backgrounds, mm. amazing backgrounds. We all sat in a room and each of us were just supposed to look at each other for a minute and we weren't supposed to say a word. Ooh. And, and it's like, like, what would be the difference in how we would approach each other? And, and then we didn't know anything. And then all of a sudden I told you, God, okay, hold on. Let me just say this. If I told you this person was, um, you know, a part of a cult or a part of like a religious, you know, culture. And then, and then this person was the very opposite. Mm -hmm. Or I told you as simple as like, someone's you know a democrat and the other person isn't Mm -hmm. you know but before that you were able to look at each other and then you Mm -hmm. realize that like hey like we bleed the same we breathe the same we look the same i mean ultimately like we're all human so Mm -hmm. that's really what i mean by we're just an agent like our soul is really what matters Everything that we think we are is not really on the outside is not really who we are. It's true. And when you die, every single thing that you claim to be doesn't really matter. What mm-hmm. really matters is how much love you gave to the person that you randomly met one night that mm-hmm. that, you know, was on the street or was lonely sitting in a restaurant or you know, the little kid who needed help or whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. those are the moments that matter. It's not like how big is my car or how, you know, how shiny is my new electronic or whatever you Mm -hmm. might like insert X, Y, or Z. It really comes down to like how much love were you able to give? Cause on your deathbed, who really gives a flying, you know what? Like Mm -hmm. no one does not. I mean, I don't anyway, maybe I don't, (laughs) <laughs> hmm. anyway dang yeah this is cool so i think i wasn't ready to have this conversation until recently because i finished the book the untethered soul mm-hmm. um read it if you haven't and through this book i finally understood the meaning of mind body and soul because mm. before I, I just heard it i didn't mm-hmm. really know what it meant mm-hmm. and what you're talking about this is a really cool conversation like whether it's love or just like soul and you know whether you're religious spiritual like it all connects of like the your spirit Mm -hmm. right from Mm -hmm. my background and from everyone that i've what i've learned about and people i've talked to like what is all what we all have in common is our beliefs are in common Mm -hmm. and then also our perceived truth is actually in common which is funny of like our spirit totally you know like it all looks that light or whatever that inhabit in like inhabits our body is the same yes i think that your spirit soul 
are completely separate from your ego. Mm-hmm. But your ego is normal. Everyone has one. You, mm-hmm. You're born with it and you're going to die with it. And I, and I think that when you understand what an ego is, you can, you're never going to die to ego, I don't think anyway, because it's going to creep up. But like, you're going to be able to say, hey, this is just a difference. This is something that's like revving up that I find uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I think this person should believe what I think. Or I think this yeah. person should look the way that I look. Whatever it is. But if you look at someone more as like a, this kind of sounds weird, but if you look mm-hmm. at them as like a childlike friend or yeah. you look at someone who doesn't have any kind of expectation or like preconception, then you can love anyone because everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all were infants without any kind of preconception or or religion or whatever you might think. I mean, we were all born very beautifully and we were all brought in through a miracle. And so mm-hmm. we are all human. We're all like incredible. I mean, we're all just kind of like here just trying to survive. But I do believe that there's an ego that separates us all. Okay, let's transition to that. What does ego mean to you? I kind of feel like I just explained. <laughs> okay, I wasn't listening. But <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay, so let me ask this. What experience... R- recently or just in your life with the ego like what lesson have you heard that's kind of taught you like whether it's shattered your ego tested your ego like what what experience have you had with that okay yeah okay so you go then i'll go okay yeah no i think that's great (laughs) yeah because i think it's all it is it's better understood it's different but it's kind of like the same for everyone so like ego is not just like oh like I look good or like, mm. Oh, I don't look good. Like ego goes beyond that. It's way deeper. It's, it's more or less like, how did someone offend me that has made me look or sound like a fool or, mm. or they don't understand what I'm saying and I can't understand what they're saying. So I'm right. And they're wrong. Ooh. I think that's a great example. So I think that like with ego, my own personal, I've had a couple, um, in the past couple of months. Um, I don't fight a lot with, with a lot of people. Um, I've had three very specific ones. Physically or verbally? Well, either, but like, (laughs) but very much verbally, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like confrontation it's Mm. not it's never been you're a peacemaker i am very Mm -hmm. much so um and so when i am faced with confrontation i usually shut down Mm -hmm. and it and i always thought that was a weakness until Hmm. i finally realized that i just don't care to stir it i just don't care to stir it i know what is what is truth and i just kind of move on from that like that is what starts wars it's when you're mm. trying to prove to someone mm-hmm. that you're right. When in reality, you will never be able to. I mean, that's not true. Some people do accept the other side and can understand the other side. But in my own experience in my life, 
it's been very hard to say my piece and have someone say, oh my gosh, light bulb. If we're not already talking light bulb, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if we're not already on the same page, it's really hard to get on the same page because everyone's always convinced that they're right. Dude, all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I do all the time. Yeah. And that's the ego though. Totally. Mm -hmm. And so I think just to give one example is, um, oh, I want to be very vague. So there is an instance where, wow, I feel like if I said that, it would be very non-vague. Be um, as vulnerable and transparent as you yeah, want. Yeah, I just don't want to throw anyone under the bus, though. Um, oh, we don't have to say names or addresses or socials, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the peacemaker in me that I I'm know, like, right? I don't know if I even want to say it. But but just to give everyone context, I challenged yeah. um, Chelsea to, like, not like intentionally offend someone, but yeah. don't be afraid of offending someone, but to live your truth. Okay. So, you know, said we are loving on someone and we mm-hmm. are trying to uplift someone mm-hmm. and we're all very close to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of us are very close to this one person. No one is closer to than anyone else you know like we all are very equal as friends Mm -hmm. and so we all try to throw a very beautiful party for this person Mm -hmm. but one person needs the recognition Uh and it's very 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 difficult it was very difficult for me I didn't say anything but it was like it was hurtful and I had to remove myself from the situation because I could feel anger coming up inside of me because I was like, but it was also an ego thing. It's like, well, how come this person thinks that they can do this? And then I can't get this, you know? And so I had to remove myself and I had to like come back down and just say, okay, this person obviously needs this recognition. So, and I don't, well, I came to that conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted it at the time. Right. At the time I had to like walk away and I was like, okay, like I don't, actually need it though it's more or less like it's it's competition right it's Mm -hmm. this it's this need to be competitive but really i don't need to be that way because that person that we were throwing it for didn't give a rat's you know what like Mm -hmm. they did not care who put the decorations up (laughs) it was the people that were there that actually mattered yeah it sounds like in now like it just sounds so silly it does. Right? Like, who freaking cares who gets credit for the party? But, like, this is a real-life example, so I appreciate you bringing it up. Because it could be big or it could be something like this that just happens to everyone. Like, Yeah, it's so normal. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so normal. But that's what's cool about it is, like, again, because, like, we're all the same and these are just normal experiences. And that person had an ego thing, but then you also had an ego thing. Totally. Which, which is cool, like but you, I'm happy that you recognized it. Uh, it was really hard to swallow it too. Like yeah. I wanted to say something. I wanted to be like, huh. well, who do you think you are? And then I'm like, well, who do I think I am? Ooh. <laughs> like, I think that's a great exercise actually. Like instead of saying like, who do you think you are? Reversing that. I think that's the answer for so much. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying like, well, what are you doing about this? Or who do you think you are? Or, How are you going to change? It's, well, nope. Who do you think, or like, who do I think I who am? Who do I think I am? What am I doing about it? And how am I going to change? Totally agreed. 
and it's Agreed. not easy. No. I mean, no, like for real though. I think because that can be understated. It's a freaking wake up call. It is not easy. No, it's to not. ask yourself how you're responsible to fix X to yeah. fix the said problem. I listened to a podcast today too. I'm sorry that I keep bringing up Oprah, but like this is my life. Don't so, be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listen to Super Soul Conversations all the time mm-hmm. on Spotify, and um, today's episode was. Uh, gosh, it was something on the lines of like, when you know better, you do better. Hmm. That's exactly what it was. And so it just kind of goes to show you like if you, yeah, when you know better, you do better. And so when you understand and can, and can digest how you're feeling hmm. and you can stop yourself from reacting because you you understand that this isn't this isn't me getting upset because someone is attacking me someone has just offended what i think is right but who's to say what i think is right because they think that they're right so if i can digest that and i can walk away from from that whole situation and I can really take in what just was said or done and I can, then I can come back and I can understand that like this person has a point mm-hmm. and, or I just let it be, you know, and you're not going to change someone else's opinion through fighting. You're going to change it through love and understanding. I love it. I love how the theme of this really is like just love. So let's <laughs> talk about the gray um, that was one of our initial the conversations gray. when we, <laughs> the gray, when we first met of black and white. Mm-hmm. So what is your experience and what are your thoughts and ideas with black and white and gray, or it could be good and bad or evil and righteous and like anywhere like that in between. Man, that's a loaded question. Um, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, I feel like there's so many different pockets and categories and layers and like different things that we could dive into that have to do with that gray, black, white kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but ultimately, I think that everyone. No, hold on. Let me back up. Most humans, most of us, mm-hmm. we tend to pick aside it is very tribal it is very Mm. um animalistic i like where you're going picking aside yeah it's i didn't think about this like black and white yeah it's just very primal Mm -hmm. for us to pick a side to be on because we are trying to survive and so i think that most of us try to pick a side because it's comfortable to be on But the irony is, is that it's uncomfortable as well. And it's, and it makes the other side, the other color, the, whatever you want to call it, I'll call it a side. It's like, it makes them uncomfortable. And so Mm. I think it's beautiful to live in somewhat of a gray area because you can see both sides and Mm -hmm. you're not constantly picking one side you're not constantly having to objectify yourself to one side so many different shades 
Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think the gray area is, is just an area of understanding. It's just an area of compassion. Mm -hmm. And that is where I try to live my life. Like I try to understand everyone's point of view and you know what? Like just love, love anyway. I mean, it doesn't mean, and it's so funny because this is such a silly, silly, silly example, but I'm just going to give you an example. Let's go for it. Oh gosh. I, (laughs) I have always had a really hard time with picking sides. I've really been bad at politics because I'm like, Oh, I see both sides or (laughs) I I'm really bad at seeing, you know, like any kind of like really major cultural thing because I'm like, Oh, I see both sides. I don't think that one side's right by any means, but like I can see why one person is saying what they're saying, but I can also love and feel what like the universe is saying. And if we could all feel that way, then it would change our lives. Okay. Anyway, hopefully not everyone will hate me for this, but like Mm -hmm. I went into, I I watched the bachelorette and the bachelor and, um, the recent show that was on, um, there's been a really, really interesting person on there. Mm -hmm. His name's Luke P and I'm not religious by any means. Um, and he's very, very Christian. Um, and towards the end of the show, he contradicted himself. He lied a ton. He's really young. He's 24. Um, but a lot of people were saying that he was narcissistic and he was also um, like misogynistic. Mm-hmm. And although those things might be true. Or the character that, that was portrayed of him. Right. I do believe that people can change. And mm-hmm. I do believe that this person, this man is human and he is living unfortunately out of however he was raised or the nature and nurture right yeah and probably some chemically you know yeah but I can also see the love for him and so I actually called my mom after this episode and she was like ah I can't believe how you would say you could ever understand this man. He is this and that and this and the other. Mm. And I was just like, look though, like, but he is someone's child. And it all kind of stems back to, for me, and this is a little bit dark, but like, I kept thinking, man, like he's, I know he chose to be on this, whatever Mm. he chose to be on the show, but like, if we all pointed our finger at him and we, we all called him these things and then all of a sudden like he chose to harm himself because of the Mm. things that we're calling him, then really what are we doing? Like, why are we not trying to love him instead of call him these things? And so if we could just point it back to that, instead of calling him a narcissist and telling him that he's this and that, if we just kind of showed him, Hey man, like, that wasn't cool, but like maybe you could love her this way or whatever. But instead of throwing up middle fingers to him, mm. it would be different if we just throw him arms and we hugged him. Does that make Ooh, sense? No, I love that actually. I haven't heard that. So instead of almost being fearful and sending more judgment or hate, sending even more love right? because those people might need it more. Totally. And you know what? 
if you think about every single situation that we've all been in, okay, we've mm-hmm. all made mistakes. This guy just had a couple of, or a, a, a lot of mistakes on national <laughs> television. Yeah. Okay. What would people say about us? Or like, or just our day to day life? Like, heck yeah, dude. Like, if you look at just our what if you put the camera in people who had road rage like what if you put the camera (laughs) in their car people would be like oh they're freaking maniacs like well no they just have road rage so but they can learn but they can learn not to have road rage we're all guilty right it's like i don't know i understand that like some people have chemical imbalances and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with them even i'm just Mm -hmm. saying like i think that in general calling someone a very, very strong name, like a narcissist is a big deal. And Mm. I don't know. I just think that we should love people a little harder. No, I love, again, I love the theme of this. I think I'm going to try and think of a love related challenge and you can help me think so we can do it for our weekly challenge and like a brand that, and I'm not saying this guy's right. I'm just saying, I'm saying he was very wrong in a lot of his ways that he did it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that we, we could react differently. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I like that. All right. So I have a section in my podcast. It's called scroll my soul. Oh, gosh. And what that means, <laughs> we're already scrolling my soul throughout the whole episode. Bye. We're scrolling the soul. But, uh, it, what it means is I keep a note, just a running list. It's a huge freaking note in my phone of from podcasts, conversations, books, ideas, late night thoughts, whatever it is, I just write them down so I don't lose them. And then I randomly scroll through the note and I say this note live here. And then I ask how it resonates with you. What's your experience with that? Like what thoughts come up? Cool. So I read it and then you just tell me what pops up. Okay. Cool. So it kind of, um, this is is random. I think this is a Tony Robbins thing. This is like a lottery though. Yeah. So I just scrolled scrolled and found it. Uh huh. But it it goes with what we said. We've just been talking about suffering comes from when we obsess about ourselves. Suffering comes from when we obsess about ourselves. I think Tony Robbins said that. So now I'm supposed to take that and roll with it? Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to. You could say, Ben, good, good quote, dude. And then we can move on. (laughs) Or you could say like, oh, yeah, like, how do you feel about that? I feel a lot of emotions about that. Somewhere in the gray. I agree. I agree for the most part. I suffering happens when we obsess about ourselves. Is that what you said? Um, I think, okay, actually I, I disagree. Ooh, I love it. Why? Yeah. Because I think I will 50, 50. Chelsea, are you picking a side? (laughs) I don't ever pick a side. That's why I just went from one to the other and now 50, 50. So, uh, 50% of me says this. I think that, I think that suffering doesn't choose anyone. I think that we all suffer. Um, I don't think, I think that suffering can be very random. Yeah. And I don't, so I don't think that we bring it quote unquote onto ourselves per se. I don't think that 
I think you can. No, no, no. That's where I was going to go on the other 50. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like but, it. but I don't feel like someone who has a catastrophic suffering brings that upon themselves. I think that genetics has something to do with it. I think that it it ha- it just happens. And I think the more that we try to figure out why, the more that the suffering can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, actually... I actually did a little blurb on this on my Insta story when I was at the beach. It's like, instead of trying to figure out something constantly or control something, kind of more of like accepting it and then trying to move on from that and Mm. live in the present, whatever that means for you. And it can be the tiniest bit of, of the valley, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, to the biggest valley that we face. And I think it's kind of not crazy. That's not the right word. I think it doesn't behoove us to cause ourselves more suffering by asking ourselves, how did we get to this place? And, and, and kind of do the if, ands or buts. It's more like, okay, well, here we are. And how do we move on from it? And how can we enhance the situation rather than um, stir it? Does that make sense? No, I like that a lot. So but I'm going to... the other 50... The other 50. Okay, cool. Here we go. Is I do believe that... And this comes to energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a huge energy believer. And I believe that like you and I share an energy. Mm-hmm. And one of my... The first time that I was ever like... St- truly truly I always felt it I always like knew that it existed but I was always so wrapped up in my own personal religion that I could never pop out of that little tiny box Mm -hmm. and a few years ago I finally did and like I I heard someone say and this is Jen Sincero she's an author and she wrote um you are a badass Mm -hmm. and she described energy um the perfect way for me and it was like if you walked into a room and you're carrying a high frequency then you can give that off or you can feel it from other people and then if you're carrying a low frequency then you can feel low fre- people are going to most of the time give you low frequency and so I kind of f- feel that way about suffering too like and the more I've paid attention to this the more it's so true like if I walk in somewhere and I'm like, oh, today just sucks. This is actually last week for me. This is not, this is something I'm still learning. I'm not mm-hmm. some weird guru that like, no, I don't know anything. I'm just learning. Every, you know, I'm just learning things. Yeah. And so last week, it actually started on Monday and like, I ran over some glass and I was like, oh God, my car, everything's ruined. I'm going to have like four flat tires and then after that I spilled coffee on myself Mm, and then after that I mean yes but it's just like I carried this negative energy with me and I was just inviting it in I was just inviting it in and I even felt it like I even thought to myself hey like maybe smile for your smile at yourself or like tell yourself it's okay but it's almost like I was stuck in the suffering and I knew that it was coming. So I just mm. wanted to roll in it. It's was there so anything weird. In, was there anything in the morning that you did to attract that, do you think? The beginning of your day? 
I guess I was a little negative in the morning. Like I woke up negative. Um, but I think sleep also had, had a lot mm-hmm. to do with that. I had a really long weekend of like yeah. wedding stuff. And Side note, I think a cool podcast name would be like 50-50. Oh, God. And that'd be interesting. <laughs> like, And that could be like your thing of like you see both sides and you're in the gray. But I don't know. Um, as we get close to yeah. rounding this up, I want to ask your opinion and challenge you a little bit because we've talked a little bit about love. What's your experience with hate? Because I think they're two, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. But what's your experience with that? If there is any. Okay, I'm going to sound like a tree hugger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that I've ever experienced hate. I've That's ex- great. I've experienced sadness Mm. from being misunderstood by someone um (laughs) this is probably the closest (laughs) the closest that i've ever come to hate would be having to let go of something i held on for a long time um in the fifth grade i had a girl who i thought was my friend and we were or no it wasn't fifth grade it was in middle school and I had grown up with all of these people, and we were at a middle school dance, and she turned around. I was, like, hanging out with my crew, whatever yeah. that was. And, you know, everything's kind of weird in middle school anyway. And mm. she turned around, she was like, why are you hanging out with this? You know everyone hates you anyway. Mm. And that was the first time I ever felt rejection. And so for me, that was the first person fortunately up until that point that I Mm. felt rejection from, but I I remember running to the bathroom and like crying and like some of my friends followed me and don't worry about her. She's a bully, you know, that kind of thing. But it really affected me growing up and it had a lot. I literally came back to school the next day and like didn't talk to anyone that was in that friend circle anymore. I made new friends Hmm. and it totally shaped my entire future from what that person said to me. And so that person, I never hated. I was embarrassed because I felt misunderstood. And so that would probably be my form of hate, if that makes sense. It's like I felt misunderstood and I was sad that someone could misunderstand me and judge me. Um, So that would be my No, that's cool. Like, Again, there's no right or wrong, right? We're living in the gray. We're doing the 50-50. Like, I appreciate that. Like, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Um, any other thoughts? Like, love, good. What's your definition of love? Ooh, thanks for flipping it on me. Yeah, like you, I'm definitely someone who can easily see both sides, and I'm always evolving. Like, that's, like, that's my thing is, like... I'm different today than I was yesterday and I'll be different tomorrow, you know? And so that's why for me, I might pick a side, but like, what's the saying? I think have strong opinions loosely held, mm-hmm. right? Is like believe in what you believe in, but then also like be open to change. Yeah. Be open to change it. Oh man. My definition of love. It's hard for me to describe it. I can feel it. It's similar to yours. Is... I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. 
maybe I'll write it down. Like, what is my definition of love? It's like really, is there even a definition for me? I like, for real, like I'm learning it. So like for me, is it like an openness? It really is. Maybe that's like, it's hard for me to define it. Maybe that's why, like to me, it's not finite, but Mm -hmm. I'll tell you an experience Mm -hmm. that, so you go to Soul Yoga, mm-hmm. and I did their mindful triathlon recently. Mm-hmm. So it was the 5K, meditation, and then uh, an hour power flow. Which for any like enthusiast, like mm-hmm. athlete enthusiast, sounds incredible, but I still very it. intimidating. <laughs> it was, yeah, I loved it, but it was harder than you thought. Yeah, the yoga was harder than I thought. Yeah. Um, but the meditation, um, summer she did a guided meditation about love. Mm. And the experience I came away with, um, I wrote this down in my notes, is here, let me actually go to it because maybe this is my definition. I don't know. (laughs) Here we go. I don't own love. Love isn't mine. It's everyone's. It's a feeling. It's flowing. It's endless. No beginning, no end. That's beautiful. There you go. So, yeah, like I thought of like my romantic relationships at, at that time. And regardless of like if I was rejected or I rejected them, I just had this overwhelming feeling of love regardless of and just like caring for them. Like no matter what, like truly like I want them to be happy and like have success. And for me, this goes back to ego of me learning like love isn't mine. Like, I think, like, this is my love. Like, you are my love. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it isn't mine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't own it. Yeah, that's good. It's everyone's, right? It's a flowing feeling. It's endless, no beginning, no end. And so that was the realization I had after that meditation. That's great. Boom. I love that. Mm -hmm. Way to bring it around. Okay. (laughs) Freaking love, man. Love everyone. Love yourself. Love y'all. But really, though, like... Yeah, it might be woo-woo, but it's freaking real. And we're all on different paths of the journey. This may connect with you. This may not. But I think at some point in life, it will. Of What is it like? Love is all you need. I don't think it's all we need, but I think it's a very strong foundation. To play that song? Like the foundation. Um, It's just really, and there's so many different meanings. Yeah, it's endless. All right. So true. Before I I just keep going on love. I think that's it. We're good. That's it. Thank you for making me tea. Thank you for sharing your chocolate covered almonds. You're welcome. Thank you for recording a meaningful, deep conversation. It means the world to me. You're welcome. I Thanks loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. We out of here. Peace. What's up, y'all? I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chelsea. Make sure to follow her on Instagram. I'll link her in the show notes. This week's challenge is a really cool one. It is a powerful tool called Future Self Journaling. Um, You can follow the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Her name is Dr. Nicole LaPera. And this is for real. Like, it's a powerful tool. So if you want to create a new version of yourself, um, it's... Like if you don't like something of how you react. So for me, it's jealousy. Or if you want to have more love, like experience healing, self-growth, and manifesting of something that you've always wanted, 
this is how you do it. So she gives you some prompts to write down, to journal every day, and it's incredibly useful to create a new version of yourself. You don't need to go to like some crazy therapy. It really is self-healing and it's super, super cool. Future self journaling. Of course, you know I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you my process every single day and talk about um, the growth that I've experienced with it. So why this works, like what is future self journaling and why does it work? It works because it creates conscious awareness around your behaviors and patterns. So for me, I'm jealous. I don't know why. So I sit down and think about, okay, what are my, my behaviors and patterns? So it's really, it's an exercise, just like going to the gym, drinking water, getting sleep, to focus on something that you want to improve. Um, and it's, it really um, brings awareness to your subconscious because it's the mental software that was created in our childhood while our brain was still in a theta hypnotic state. And as children, we quickly learn the language, social norms, how to communicate, you know, what's expected from us, from our caregivers, but we don't consciously choose our beliefs and behaviors that we want to adopt. They were chosen for us, right? Of course, they, we're kids, we just accept and look at what we do or what our parents do. Um, so we spend 95% of our time in the subconscious. So think about that. When we are doing something without being fully present, the subconscious is running and that's most of the time, we're on autopilot, 95% of the time. So what this exercise does is help you, um, I don't want to say fix, but become more conscious to the subconscious behavior. And we become aware of our habit loops so we can start to shift them. Uh, that's just a brief intro. I have enjoyed it very much. So future self journaling, that is the challenge this week. Of course, go on Instagram, go on Facebook. Once you do this, I would love to see your stories of you writing in your journals. I'd love to see some posts. I'd love to hear how this helps you. Tag the holistic psychologist. Tag me at Going Group. Please share this. And if you don't have social media or you don't want to share about your progress, you can use the Golink hotline. So to use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. So go tag me in your stories, your posts, use hashtag Golink challenge. Let's do this future self journaling. Let's create our new selves. My name is Ben. I love y'all. Have an awesome week.